Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with your host, Davin Nicole. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Just Fans Podcast. As we come to y'all with the 200th episode. Very excited. Very freaking excited. And um, before I before I give give the thanks and give the welcome and give our uh, special guest, uh, Kyle, what's going on with you, man? How you feeling? Uh, so I'm, I'm doing good. Um, again, you know, just excited to, to have reached um, number 200. You know, it's, it's been quite a minute, you know, in terms of doing these. So uh, I'm happy we're here. And, I, you know, I look forward to, um, you know, getting to the next milestone. <laughs> yeah, and that milestone is very critical. And also we hit over 500 on Facebook. So on, uh, yeah, 500 members on the Facebook. So that's wonderful. But the guests, we haven't had them since uh, the, the co-host uh, maybe over a year ago. Um, we, you know, it, it was it was some disagreements here and there, um, but, you know, we squashed it. Bygones be bygones. They doing their thing right now on uh, Liftoff for Jets podcast. Welcome, Sharman and Chris. Y'all didn't expect it, but we finally doing this. What's going on, fellas? How y'all feeling? <laughs> we good man we good you know just just wait just can't wait for that new jet season that's all right and um and i think we very excited for that as well so um so chris let's start it off with you what's what was your take on the um the just off season i know it was a little little bit here and there but it seems like they they executed not just the draft but they also did a good job on on free agency as well uh totally agree listen before i start talking about the jets just want to say congratulations guys 200 episodes. That's that's a long way. Uh, great job by you guys every week. We love it. Um, you know, I'm about to say, but we couldn't have done it without y'all too. So we give so yes, we sir. give y'all credit as well. Even though, like I said, things things uh, happen, but that still that still doesn't that still doesn't change that y'all put in that that work and y'all put in that credit. So congratulations to y'all as well. Yeah, no, we appreciate it. Hey, we we were there from the beginning, but like you said, you know, things happen. Um, but you guys have. I've ran with it and done a bit more or even more than that. So hopefully right. we'll be hearing you for longer than that. But uh, yeah, you know what? Uh, off season, I don't think it, it could have went much better, right, for us. I mean, between free agency, you couldn't ask for a better free agency for the Jets this year. We filled our, all, most of our holes. We got another cornerback. You know, we got DJ Reed. We got, um, we got safety, Whitehead picked up two tight ends, something that we think about our tight end position for the last few years. It's been a total nothing for our, uh, for our team the last few years. So mm-hmm. to have two starting caliber tight ends on our team now, that's pretty amazing. Um, picked up uh, uh, Lankin Tomlinson for the, um, for the line. So that's solidified that as well. Um, I mean, you can't say anything bad about this off season. And then the draft, of course, I think we hit home runs there. I mean, getting uh, get three guys in the first round that we had ranked, what, in the top nine, I think we had on our board, or top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. To get three guys, to get Jermaine Johnson that late in the first round, amazing. I never thought we'd be able to get those three guys in the first round. Um, so I look at it this way. With the base we got, with the talent we got on this team, you know, the sky's the limit. There's no excuse this year. We gotta be, <laughs> we gotta be in every game. We can't be playing for uh, 
a draft position in December. We've got to be playing for a playoff spot that late. So I, I think our offseason went as good as we could have ever expected. Yeah, and uh, Sharman, so since you heard that from Chris, um, what, in your opinion, what is the expectations? It's not about the wins and losses. Um, I feel like it's more, in my opinion, it's the basically one we want to see progress not just in the offense but in the defense of a uh, second year Salah system so um Charmin, what's what is your expectations in your opinion yeah I think I think I think uh basically that's the story the story I know as fans we can't help but talk about the record and how many wins we and how many losses and all that um we have to acknowledge where this team was for a long time, um, you know, 10 years of losing, the bad coaching and the bad episodes and the, you know, just the ugly football that has been played in this stadium for so long um, in this organization, basically. And not only for by the players, but also by the front office. Says, you know, um, so arriving at this point, in my opinion, we basically have to, we have to talk about the you know how Joe Douglas has taken this organization from where they were to where they are now in the space of what three years mm -hmm. um you know so the fact that he's able to get not only the players and the talent that you see but the culture and the feeling and the energy around the the, uh, the locker room and around the organization to change so drastically even in the face of a performance last year that you could still say was really bad, even if, you know, we understand that, you know, they had a lot of, there was new coaching and all these other variables that just, you know, that didn't, uh, you know, that wouldn't work for any team, you know, it, it wasn't the best situation, you know, but we have to acknowledge that first. We have to acknowledge Joe Douglas and what he's done first. Um, we also have to acknowledge Joe, um, Robert Sala and his coaching staff. I know a lot of people love the man, but does not. And, and the more you listen closely, they love the man, but they still don't know if they're sold on the coach. Well, if you pay close attention, you will hear that a multitude of young guys that came into that locker room, uh, bought in and played hard for the guy you know, week in and week out last year, even in the face of the of how bad they were playing and how many losing streaks they went on. So to me, that's a picture of a great coach. You know, you put all these things together and like Chris said, the trajectory is only up, man. I mean, I can't mm -hmm. see anything other than that. Now, the wins and losses, that will come with performances on the field and that's a different conversation. You know, the, there's, there's guys that are going to be better because they've spent one, it's going to be their second year in the system. They know the coaching. And there's a bunch of guys that are going to be impact guys that are going to be their first year in the system. So, you know, those are going to be kind of the question marks. They, you know, it might be up and down seasons for them. So there's a lot here, but overall, one of the best off seasons the Jets have had in a long time. Yeah. And just, and just in my opinion, I, I, I agree with you on this one, Sharman. Because of the fact of the matter is that for for uh, for Joe Douglas to have to clean out what Max started, 
and then clean out everything and then just make it his own team, a team that's ready to not just ready to win, but young guys that's hungry and that's ready to get it. And it just it just seems it kind of it kind of seems I don't, I don't want to say it's, it kind of seems like a dream because, you know, for us fans, we've been waiting, kind of waiting for a legit, you know, GM for a long time. And it and it just 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 it just doesn't seem right with us. It, is the football guys with us? Who who knows? You know. So, um, Kyle, uh, what 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 is what is your take on um, Zach Wilson and and what and what can and what and what potential offense could you see from them? And Nick and and after Kyle uh, answer, then y'all y'all two can answer the same question. Um, I said for me. I said the biggest thing that um, I had with Zach, you know, coming in, you know, to the to the um, to the team, was um, seeing what type of uh, you know consistency can he can have um, with in terms of uh, you know playing how they're saying that 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 boring football, you know, and yes. making the, the the simple throws and stuff like that, um, you know, which. You know, something I mentioned in terms of um, that I thought that he he struggled with, which was um, uh, anticipation. You know, to me, he had a big issue with um, looking to throw when people were open instead of um, getting an understanding of the play formation and how it was developing to throw to open spots instead. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, that I, I believe, you know, with being a little bit more comfortable with the offense, you know, going into his second year should definitely, uh, you know, show some improvements, you know, along with that. Um, I believe, you know, you know, accuracy was another issue. Um, but one thing I, I, I do credit Zach with, you know, is the fact of his, you know, his commitment in terms of being better, you know, and one of those things is the fact that he, you know, came into uh, the OTAs, you know, what, he's like uh, 225 now or something like that. You know, yeah. he, he put on a lot of uh, a muscle understanding, uh, you know, this is a, a big man's game now and he needs to, you know, make those type of adjustments so that um, he can be able to um, perform at the highest level. So, you know, I, I, you know, I would definitely, I know I was rough on him, but I, I do believe that especially with some of the, 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 you know, the newer pieces that we have around with him, you know, from, you know, the draft picks and, uh, you know, Wilson and, and, and Hall to, you know, the off season acquisitions of, you know, um, CJ and, uh, and, and Conklin. Uh, I, I definitely see that uh, with those pieces in place and everything that's, um, you know, uh, Coach Sala and and JD has put together like right now the ball is definitely in his court and it's it's up to him to show and prove. Go right ahead, Chris. Yeah, no, I I expect Wilson to definitely take a, uh, the the step, you know, the next step this year. Um, I expect him to be, I don't know, top fifteen quarterback this year because he's got enough talent. The offensive line, the only question mark I see on in the offense is, is Beckton. You know, you, you guys said it already. Beckton is the only question mark, and he could be – I mean, we're talking about a guy who could be a top tackle in this game. Like, right now, we don't know if he's going to be the left or the right. 
But whichever way it is, he could end up being one of the best at that position because of the sheer size of him. But we know the last two, he's come in out of shape. You know, the weight's going to be an issue. Is he going to get hurt? So there's a big question mark around him. So I think that's why I think Joe Douglas is going to be out there looking for another guard, another swing guard, you know, just like last year with Moses. Um, I think they're going to find a veteran at some point, um, hopefully. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So in case something does happen with him. But other than that, I mean, where is there a question mark on the offense other than, okay, Wilson, is he going to take that next step? And I think we've seen enough at the end of last season. I think we've seen enough progression from him there that we see him pointing in the right direction. It wasn't like he was still, um, you know, he was still making the, the horrible throws and not making the easy throws and all that. We've seen him improving those last few games. After he came back from the injury, it was almost like he was a different quarterback. So I'm expecting him to take a huge step this year, get to about the top 15-ish level, um, and then we'll go from there. And, you know, like you guys, are, I, I still – I kind of disagree with the wins and losses. I think we need to see wins this year. I'm not saying we need to get to the playoffs, but we have to play meaning. We have to be playing meaningful games at the end of December. We can't be playing out, you know, like, Oh, if we lose this game, we'll be, you know, number three. Uh, oh no. <laughs> we can't be doing that next this year. This year has got to be about at least being, we have to be in the hunt. You know, like when they show the graphic on TV where it's the playoff, uh, standings and all that and then you'll have the, the three or four teams that are still in the hunt we yeah. need at least in that spot just be in the hunt at the end of the year I'll, I'll be happy if we make it to the playoffs hey if everything works right I, I think there's a possibility but we have to be at least in the hunt by the end of the year mm. and you saw me go right up yeah um my my view of zach wilson is i i always had a belief that he was perfect for this system I did not, I, 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 my belief in Zach Wilson wasn't that he was the perfect quarterback per se. I think the system was what would basically bring out the best Zach Wilson. Um, mm. I, uh, when you kind of watch what happened last year, pay attention very carefully to how many interceptions he played he threw in the first five games of the season. And then pay attention to how many interceptions he threw for the rest of the season. And that will tell you the kind of quarterback you're playing. The, the, forget about the issues that he was having throwing the ball short. Just the fact that he could, it, it took him five games in the pros to correct the mistakes that he was making throwing the ball to the other team tells you that that's somebody that's diligently working to become a better quarterback, right? Yeah. One of the other things that kind of uh, stuck to, and I saw other people pointed out too, was the fact that a lot of Zach Wilson's best throws, not the, not the splash throws, I'm talking about the best throws, were done up the middle of the field. And mm-hmm. if you know anything about quarterbacking, you would know that that's probably one of the most difficult parts of the field to manipulate because teams have multiple tricks up their sleeves when it comes to to uh um you know cover one hole cover one you know cover two you know rat Th- so many re- things that could trick you into thinking that the middle field is open when it's not you know basically the part of the field where when the safety split 
where where there's the the weakness in the defense, especially in cover two, you know. So mm-hmm. cover one rat, cover two rat. Basically, the 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 middle the middle linebacker takes takes the space, takes the one weak weakness of the defense away. If you can read that, and you're talking about a rookie with all this information getting piled on on him, by the way, pointed out over and over again that the Jets literally gave this guy the full playbook did not hold anything back right right? and he was able to he was able to slowly but surely get better throughout not only his the problems he was having with his mechanics which he was having issues with his foot with his um with his uh how many steps he would take he basically would walk his way out of his steps if it was a three-step drop, he would go one, two, three, and then he would either step one step back because he wasn't sure where the ball was supposed to go. Once you do that, it doesn't matter how big the step is back. Once you do that, you're out of timing. These offenses work on timing. So the ball, you have to either take three steps back and hitch up into the, into the pocket or three steps and then release the ball. If you don't do any one of those things, you're, you're messing up the timing. And Zach Wilson used to mess up the timing. One, once he got his feet quiet, the throws weren't a problem. His accuracy wasn't a problem. And you saw somebody that was able to kind of uh, um, soak up all the knowledge that he was getting and then make sense of it little by little. You know, one of, one of my favorite throws is a slant to, to, um, to Braxton Barrios, which, in my opinion, I don't know how the hell he completed the damn ball. Because the, the the linebacker saw the throw coming, you know, and he got the ball between the linebacker and into Braxton Barris's arms because he anticipated. And anticipation means preparation. And preparation means the kid knows what the hell he's doing and he's working hard. So I don't have an issue with thinking that Zach Wilson is going to take a step forward this year because I kind of see it. Um, and then you add the fact that he has more talent now because he's not going to be playing with Jeff Smith as his, as uh, you know, as his number one, <laughs> number one, <right? laughs> number one wide receiver. <laughs> you understand me? Yeah. So, so, and then you take Elijah Moore all of a sudden, who again, our friend um, um, Joe Joe Blewett. If you watch his his last video, he had explanation of Elijah Moore. He's a top-end wide receiver in the NFL. Yes, he did. Zach Wil- there was injury, and Zach Wilson wasn't where he was supposed to be. So his anticipation of throws to to him was a you know that was an issue. But if you watch this kid, the, the amount of separation you get in, he was getting when he is not even a finished product. A lot of his routes were kind of, eh. But he was still able to get separation. You're talking about a kid now that understands the game now and will be able to utilize the fact that he could get separation and a quarterback that could get him the ball on time. This is this kid's gonna be a problem. Yeah. And I think I think Zach's gonna be a problem myself. I think so too. Yeah, then you know how I felt about Zach. I mean, a lot, a lot of people was on was on this was on my side about it. But you know, I, 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 hey, I was in love with the kid, and I know he can. I know he'll be able to make some type of progress. But um, I think we're gonna go with a quick throwback. Um, since it's Tuesday, let's go with a quick throwback Tuesday of uh, Charmin's film. Uh, Charmin, let's talk about uh Sauce Gardner and uh Jermaine Johnson. Um, 
what have you saw from them from out from before the before the draft per se? Uh, what you saw from both players that makes you think that they they'll fit fit in um in the defensive scheme, in, in oh, uh, the four three diff- defensive scheme. I think everybody knew Sauce Gardner was the cornerback man. I mean, you could trick yourself into believing that he can't play zone. Maybe you could do that. You know, if you watch the kid, a kid that could play, could con- that, what is he, 6'3", and he could contort, he has body control, could, could you know, you know, he has the athleticism of a 5'10 corner. So he could do everything a 5'10 corner at 6'3". He could do it at 6'3". With the, with, with the wingspan of a, of, a, of a basketball player. So you have all that, and you're telling me that he can't play his own when, number one, you see him play. When he plays, he's his multitude of techniques. He plays off. He plays press. He plays soft shoe. He plays a bunch of techniques. You can't tell me that this dude wasn't the number one corner. I'm sorry. I, I, un- I understand what everybody saw in uh, the kid from LSU from that one season in 2019. Hey, listen, that was crazy. Right. You know, that was crazy. But that was one moment sauce had been doing this his whole time from the time he got us to be a starter he just took off you know and i'm not and 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 i'm not even gonna really talk about the fact that he hasn't gotten let gotten nobody scored a touchdown on him his whole college career <laughs> come on That's man crazy. you understand me they you know the the question the only question mark you have is a guy that's slight in a physical game. That's the only question, Matt. But you have, but the thing is, again, he has quick enough feet that he could reposition himself. A lot of the times when people try to play physical with him, he understands to absorb it and replace his hands instead of letting them take his hands away. So he so he's not, you know, so he understands advanced levels of hand fighting to get himself into position. Mm-hmm. This kid. And playing in a defense that way, and then the Jets have one of the best corner coaches in the NFL, or DB coaches in the NFL. This kid, I don't know what he's going to be this year because it's going to take a little while, a little seasoning. We've seen some really good corners kind of choke in the NFL for a bit. Right. But I, but I think he's going to be good in the future. I think this kid's going to be a problem. And Jermaine Johnson was one of my favorite players in, in, in the draft. And one of one of the main reasons why he was my favorite player in the draft is he played in Georgia as a pass rusher. And then he came to FSU with pass rushing moves. How do you play on a defense where the coaches tell you how to play? They don't emphasize pass rushing. You could ask anybody that ever watched Georgia film, they'll tell you that pass rushing is not what they do. They play position. That's why I'm still confused that uh, at why the Georgia defensive end got picked number one. Whatever. I mean, I'm not saying the kid is like ridiculously talented. He is. He is. He is ridiculously talented. And for his size, I mean, listen, God gave him whatever he has. God gave it to him. It is, it, this dude is outrageous. So there's no. What I'm saying is not a knock on him. I'm just saying stiff hips. And you can't really bend the corner the way as a pass as an edge rusher would. 
you know, I'm at, you know, so you might not be playing edge. You might be playing linebacker, you know. But anyway, I'm not, we're not here to talk about this kid. Yeah, um, but, um, but for me, Jermaine Johnson learned how to pass rush on his own, on his own, and actually took it to FSU and utilizes it from YouTube. He didn't have some, a coach that was teaching him moves, nothing. What does that tell you about the kind of kid you're talking about? You're talking about somebody that's willing to go get it. Right. He didn't care who was going to eat. Listen, this is what I want to be, and I'm going to be. Look, look at the, 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 the journey. Did not have the grades to make it to, to get. Not that he didn't have the talent. Didn't have the grades. Ended up in Juco. Was a beast in Juco. Everybody knew it until he started getting grades, and then he ended up back in D1. You understand? So right. that was one of my favorite stories. I, I love this dude. And I and and if you want to say that, oh, his pass rushing moves is so and so and so and so. The one thing you cannot question is his physicality and against the run. He was one of the best edge players against the run. So if you're telling me he can't be a starter in the NFL right now, you're out of your mind. Mm. Because right. his pass rushing is going to get better because he has the coaches to teach him. Right. His, rush, his, his, his edge protection as an edge rusher, when it comes to stopping the run, the kid is there already. So I, I'm, I'm blown away by those, by those two guys, in my opinion. I'm, I'm a happy they're Jets fan. They're Jets. Yeah, I think we all happy they Jets. They they yes, they sir. here with the Jets, and you know, and and I think, and also, uh, I think also, you know, when me and Kyle was doing that draft, I think me and Kyle was picking Sauce. I know, I think everybody else was picking um, who was it, Tips, uh, Thibodeau. Yeah. I, I, some was picking Thibodeau. Some was picking this, picking that. I was like, please, just give me Sauce Garner. It's just something about this kid I really love. This. Give me, give me sauce. I'll be happy, and and it happened. And I think, I think I can I think I was the only one that kind of picked Garrett Wilson as the number ten pick. I don't know what it was about Garrett Wilson. I I liked him too. Um, Chris, quick question for you. What? Uh, even though we talked about the offensive holes, um, I think I know the answer already, Chris. But if you if you was to say that there's a a, a hole that needs to be filled on the defensive side, what what position would it be and why? Um, I don't really see a hole anymore there, but we, we, we've been talking about it all offseason, me and Charmin. Like, we're not happy with the linebackers, right? Bingo. Yeah. <laughs> so, DJ Mosley, of course, is great in the middle. But after that, there's question marks on both sides of him. Um, I like Quincy Williams, but yeah, but it's still, it's still question marks. You're right. And, and they love him. Like, the team loves uh, Quincy Williams. Like, they tried to get him, like, when uh, Salah was with uh, Jacksonville before he was at, in Seattle. They wanted him there. Mm. So, he's he's liked him since he's been, you know, since he's been drafted. Right. So they must see something that I think a lot of us don't really see in him. Right. Listen, they, they I, I trust our guys. So, if they see something that we don't, then that's great. But linebacker is where I feel a little bit – uh, questionable because the cornerback position, we, you got to love our corners right now, right? DJ Reed, Sauce Gardner, we just talked about, and then you got Bryce Hall as the, the third, right? And I, I've heard that they might be trading him. Wow, yeah, I've seen it both, both Connor, 
both Carnegie's and Tamini both said that they're possibly going to trade him because you got Eccles as well, right? And Eccles played a lot last year. And they, they really uh, not like my him. favorite. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, as long as he's not starting, I don't mind. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so the corner, like, let's say if they keep him, we're fine there. Obviously, we're good in the slot, too. The slot corner is, is great. We got Michael Carter there. And the safeties, we picked up Whitehead. So I, I feel like linebacker is the only spot where I feel like we're, you know, we might have a, a problem. But listen, they did nothing really to the linebacker position this offseason. So yeah. I guess they like our guys that we have. So let's see. <laughs> you agree with that, Kyle? Um, yeah, absolutely. You know, <laughs> that that was something I was talking about in terms of our our need before the draft, you know, um, when everyone was saying, oh, we need uh, edge rushers and, we, you know, we need this, that, and the other. I was like, what, no one's talking about linebacker. Like, I, I didn't understand, you know, what people saw that, you know, with the team that we had that, that made them feel comfortable with the linebacker situation, you know, like, because I'm not a fan of, uh, of Sherwood um, and they have him slated as the backup um uh, middle linebacker, um, but you, I I liked um. You already know that I liked um Nasladeen. Uh, you know that was that was my guy that I was you know praying that they would draft and they you know they they pulled that through. So you know I'm happy with him, but I know he had injury issues. So now it's to see you know uh how that works out for him in terms of you know for the second year. But um, mm. the only the only I think bright spot was um, I think they did pick up a, a potential weak side linebacker as an undrafted free agent. Um, oh, the I DQ. Know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot Thomas. Thomas. Yes, Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. yeah, DQ Thomas. Which you know, seeing some of his film and whatever, uh, I'm totally I totally understand why they made him. You know, made they made that selection. Like he was definitely one of those guys that were all over the field and just a nose down type of guy, you know, for, for the week that though being a weak side guy, like he definitely played the run very well at like, I think he's like, uh, he might be like 5'11", 200, 210 pounds, 215 pounds or something like that. But he played bigger than his size. So for, for me, uh, I'm hoping that you know they 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 can address a couple of um, that spot a little bit more. You know, we definitely know that there's going to be a there's, there's going to be cuts that's going to happen. You know, before you know the season starts, so uh, maybe we can pick up somebody there to you know to to help out in, on the linebacker core. But um, as of right now, yeah, that's that's definitely the 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 weakest spot for me. Sounds about right. Um, uh, Chris, I'll go back to you one more time. Um, let, let's hit. Let's hit some NFL. Let's hit some NFL. Um, what what team surprised? What team surprised you in the off season and why? It's it's been a crazy off season with these <laughs> wide receivers, yeah. the signings. Um, I know McLaurin signed the um a three year seventy one million dollar deal, um, which was good for the Commanders. But um, what what team? What team do you think kind of surprised you and why? 
Come on, Davin. That that that's a softball, man. Hey, hey, I'm, look, 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 Charmin, Charmin. It's been a while. It's been a while. So you know, I gotta hit. So I don't want to hit too hard yet. You know, you know, I'm the gamble man. So not, you know, you yet. know which, but you know which team he's gonna mention, right? Yeah, like you don't know. All right. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I have to say, surprising. I, you know how aggressive the Raiders were getting Devontae Adams. Yeah. I think that, that shocked me. Um, how about Miami? That whole thing getting um, oh lord, yeah. I, I said oh lord because I hope y'all saw that pass when two would do with the uh hell and it looked like it was underthrown, <laughs> but yet he's saying that uh, Tariq Hill saying uh, two is a more accurate passer than Mahomes, yeah, yeah, yes, because our eyes are playing tricks on us, yeah. <laughs> but go right ahead, Chris. My apologies, yeah, no, that's all good. Um, yeah, I think I think those two teams for sure. Um, I, I think also too Buffalo. I thought Buffalo was going to be a little more aggressive because we've been talking about it for how many years? I mean, Buffalo needs to improve that running game, and I still think right. they have not. Um, but the, and to me, the big one is uh, also too Denver getting Russell Wilson. Let's see if Russell Wilson can kind of resurrect his career because I think the last year or half, year and a half have not been great for him. He had that first. He had a great half two years ago where he was like lights out, going for the MVP, and then he just fell off a cliff. And then last year he was hurt a lot. So <laughs> let's see if he could kind of bounce back, and I think he will. But um, And then the NFC, of course, Philly coming out of nowhere, <laughs> making a trade on, on draft day. Um, I thought that was amazing to get the receiver. And I, I think they're, they're set up, especially in the NFC where – I don't want to say it's weak, but it's definitely weaker than the AFC this year. There's a couple of, there's a handful of really good teams in the NFC, but then after that, it's basically up for grabs, I think. So, um, mm. so the NFC, I think, is going to be wide open for about four or five teams, and that's it. Like Green Bay, Tampa, the Rams. Um, AFC West, I mean, the, the NFC West is, is kind of up for grabs as well after the Rams because you got Arizona. San Fran, what's going to be with San Fran? The Jimmy G and um, and what's his name? And uh, Trey Lance taking over. Is he going to take over? Um, That's a good question. Yeah, NFC East, you got, of course, Philly. Is Jalen Hurts the real deal? Is he going to step it up this year? <laughs> always, uh, we always know Dallas is problems. And they minus Amari Cooper now. So, um, yeah. They, they didn't need him, though, to be honest with you. No, but we're going to see if they really did need him uh, without right. him. <laughs> yeah. Green Bay, without Devontae Adams, without Stanley. Uh, That's tough. Yeah, so um, I think, yeah, the surprise, I think Green Bay was a surprise too, not just letting go Adams, but really not adding anybody after that. Like, what did they do in the, this offseason? I have no idea. I, to be honest with you, Chris, I have no idea, and I was just scratching my head. Like you, like if you sign back Aaron Rodgers and y'all was close to going to a Super Bowl or NFC Championship game, which they should have beaten uh, San Francisco due to the sucky special teams. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, like they should. They should, like, like what are you gonna do if you don't get Devontae Adams? Why you didn't sign Allen Robinson? Allen Allen Robinson could at least give you over a thousand yards. Hey, hey Davin, Davin, that wasn't that wasn't sucky. Listen, if you miss a couple of field goals, that's sucky special teams. 
if your if your special teams is hey, so bad that it ranked, <laughs> that it, listen, if your special teams rank one of the worst games in NFL history, if your special teams plays that bad, that's not sucky special teams. That you don't have a special team. You have nobody. <laughs> how do you, how do you not? How do you one of the best teams in the NFL lay an egg on special teams like that? Like I I don't understand. And that was crazy. That was that to me. That was just crazy. But I I definitely agree with you on the Eagles. Um, I think the Eagles capitalized that that draft as well as the Baltimore Ravens. I don't know how the hell the Ravens. I done told this to Kyle. Um, shout out to Garrett from um, <clears throat> sorry, shout out to Garrett as well. Um, that our special guest a few weeks ago. How the hell the Ravens always capitalize in the draft? And this is where Joe Douglas get his capitalization from, from Ozzie Newsom and from Howie, from, from the Eagles. It's just, seems like the Ravens can't go no wrong. Yeah, they're just good. They're just good at what they do, man. And there's like a, there's something a lot of teams lack. I, I think, I think we all know what it is. Most of the teams that are good in the NFL, they have something called continuity. The, the front office basically is the same from the last 15, 20 years ago. The, the, you know, the, you know, everything is the same, you know, everybody basically is the same, a few heads there and there move, but basically it's the same thing, you know? And, and because of that, you kind of foster type of work environment that everybody knows what they're supposed to do when they do it, you know? And, and especially when you have a leader, like an Aussie Newsome, man, I mean, I mean, come on, bro. The kind of guys that guy that guy has been able to draft over the years. This is incredible for a man to. We know the draft is a crapshoot, and for you to come out of the draft every year with the kind of players that he was able to come with throughout his career, just shows you the kind of talent evaluator you're talking about. Right. You know. So so anybody that was anywhere in his vicinity was just was gonna get something out of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I think I think he's still in the organization. He's not he's not up, you know, he's not up there making football decisions like he used to. But I think he's there somewhere. So you know his word is still echoing through. So they will always be good, man. Right. I think I think it's but either way, I think the season is gonna be one of the most exciting seasons, especially with a crazy off season like this. And um just for you, Kyle, uh uh, Bake, oh yeah, Baker Mayfield. He says uh, he's gonna. He's uh, yeah, they're gonna have to reach out to him. Um, I still think Deshaun Watson might be um, gone for a little while. But um, who you who? What AFC team could surprise you and why? Also the NFC because I feel like there's a couple of teams that that could uh, actually come out on top, maybe for a playoff spot. Um, I would say um. One one I think that's going to surprise everybody, but I was thinking more so not in terms of how well they're going to do, but uh, how I would say not well they're going to do. Um, I actually I actually think um, the Dolphins is not going to be that team. Like they, mm. I know they were they were coming along pretty well with Ryan Flores there. They was making you know strides in terms of developing the young talents and stuff in there, but. I, I think my Miami is going to take a step back. Wow. <laughs> and are going to be one of the teams that people are going to be scratching their heads about, you know, um, you know, they have a new coach. Uh, they have a couple new pieces in there 
and they still have a question mark on how good Tua can actually be for this team. So um, don't be surprised if, you know, Miami's one of those bottom of the battle teams, uh, I would say this year. And um, for me, I would say um, for for the other side, for the the NFC, um, I would say, I want to say that um, the Saints, Watch out for the Saints this year, because I said they they've always had uh, you know at least a solid defense, and and um, you know they picked up some some nice pieces you know to, to complement that defense this year, you know with um you know one of them being uh the, the Honey Badger you know yep. <laughs> so um and I I think you know with them having uh. uh you know, Jameis Winston. I know. I know. <laughs> we have our doubts about this guy, but yes, his workouts is killing me. You know what I mean? But <laughs> at the end of the day, um, there has been some. You know, he has had some productive seasons. You know, what I mean, there might not have been, you know, you know the 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 elite type of uh of season that you know people would want from your quarterback, but. I think just in terms of the team as a whole, like if he can, if he can be pretty much a, I'd say a game manager for that team, especially with the way their defense is. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, yeah, be 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 on the lookout for the Saints. I think they can they can make some noise this year. Wow, that's that's a hell of a take with the Saints. So if it was up to me for the AFC, I think I'll I think shockingly I'll choose the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, I think Mr. Trubisky is going to actually have a decent season. Now, now before y'all shoot me down and say, hold up, Daddy, wait a minute. <laughs> you, we know how Mr. Trubisky is. I know how he is. But this is his only shot at, at actually trying to get a, a, a starting role. Um, I know they drafted a Kenny Pickett. Um, I, I, I just think Pittsburgh is going gonna, is gonna to do good, good enough to be in the hunt. You know, um, I I don't know. I think Trubisky could could do something. Um, I th- I still think Chase Claypool is is crazy for saying he's a top three receiver, but Mr. Trubisky doing de- all right is 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 just my opinion. I think they I think they're going to come out do- looking good. Um, hopefully the Jets can beat them in Pittsburgh. But yeah, uh, that's that's just my uh, take on the AFC. Um, um, you you got any uh surprise surprise uh teams, Chris? Um, surprise. Um, I don't know about surprise. Like I said, I, I think I, the ones I said before are my surprise ones, but yeah, surprise. I think in the NFC, the NFC, I think is the first thing you might get a surprise better than what they were. I don't know how much better they're going to be, but they got to be better because they were just awful. right. I think oh, here's a, all right. Here's a team, Detroit. You guys might laugh, but I think Detroit's going to surprise people. Oh my goodness! <laughs> but I could see them. They they won three games last year and they tied one. I could see them doubling their win total this year. I could see them winning. That's impressive. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not in love with Jared Goff, but yeah, my office. <laughs> Go right ahead. It'll, they will bite. They'll be biting kneecaps out there. So it's all good. Uh, right. about man, you got any? Yeah, you got any picks? I I I agree with you with the Steelers thing, man. 
I think I think if you go to the, you know, if you if you want to call it, uh, you know, uh, I I I think the Steelers look at the level of coaching we're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. The level of coaching. Uh, this defense is still a scary defense. One of the best pass rushers in the NFL and in NFL history, right there on the edge. Uh, they can still stop the run. So so. Um, you know, actually pretty good safety play. Um, last year, kind of looking at a little closer, they, they play really well in the back end. Um, you take that and then you put Trubisky in a place where he's, you know, they're not going to try to trick him into playing good football. They're going to ask him to play good football and they're going to put him in positions to play better football. This is different coaching. So I think that could elevate his game now. Does that mean he's going to all of a sudden turn into a world beater? I don't think so. But I agree with you that he's going to step his game up. Now, people forget Trubisky was drafted in front of who? There's a reason why people (laughs) thought people, you know, listen, even if they were terribly wrong for, for drafting him before Mahomes, you have to agree that there's something about Trubisky that made somebody trick somebody into thinking that he was better than Mahomes, right? So, yeah. so, so whatever that is, if you could take, if, if a coach could take that and kind of mold that into something, he could turn it into something, you know, because I think I've seen this kid, this kid has a hell of an arm. I think people forget that sometimes, you know, his accuracy is the issue. And sometimes the kind of a play calls they ask him to do is an issue. And this man needs to play in an offense that kind of accentuates what he does and not me try to make him into a pocket to be, which he's not. So um, I think I'm, I'm with you, um, Gavin. I think the Steelers is an interesting take because they have a lot of ingredients that a lot of teams don't have. So they might cause problems for teams that, that we think, you know, we're, we'll be, I think we'll be surprised. Yeah. I just put it that way. I, I definitely agree with you on that one. Um, so I'm gonna give y'all this real quick and then y'all can uh pit me with an over and under uh Jets 5.5 wins for this season. Over, hey, over, uh, has to be over. yeah. I'm, I'm gonna say over, even even with the tough schedule in the beginning, the first nine games. I, I'm, I'm still saying over. I, I will say over, but um, what, what the first nine games we know is very tough. What, what record? Y'all, y'all would like to see from the Jets on the first nine games to make y'all say, you know what, we kind of do have a chance at at least being in the hunt for the playoffs because them nine games is going to be very tough for the Jets. Four out of five. Four, four five, Charmin. Chris? If we want to be playing significant games in December, I think we have to be at least five and four at the bottom. Each. At least that's, that's that's a hell of a record. Go right ahead, Kyle. It's on you. Yeah. Um. Honestly, I think uh, I'll probably have the the lowest grade of it. I I, I say <laughs> probably like three games, but but because of the the fact of how the back half is, I think we can go into the back half and kind of like string some wins together to actually you know pull through because that that would put us at you know three three and six 
you know, yeah. at that point. So even if we were to lose, you know, two more games, that's nine and eight, which should give us a shot yeah. at, you know, um, making the, the playoffs and still be in the hunt. So um, that's uh, because like I said that those, how they decided to give us the entire, uh, you know, AFC North in one shot. It's <laughs> like, like it's, it's crazy. And then we go into our own division with, you know, having to play, you know, New England and Buffalo. And it's like, okay, I, I, I see what you're trying to do here almost. You know what I mean? It's like they were, they're trying to stack the deck almost. But, yes. you know what I mean? But like I said, I, I think if we can, at the bare minimum of three and six, I think would would be a place that we can still um you know make a push based on how the second half of our schedule is yeah um i think four four and five for me will be will be will be the one i i would say four and five is because you don't know what to expect on any given week of football we we done saw it with the with the lions beating the vikings on a crazy last play we thinking the lions was about to go 0 17 for the first time like any any like it's any given week we can see the Jets beat the Ravens but but lose against the against the Jags. So I don't I don't know what to expect. I think four or five would be be my mark. But you know like I said it's any given week for me. I would love to see them go four and five. I would be happy with that because at least it gives me hope that the Jets can can get there. Now if it's five and four then then yeah Chris all all power to you. I I have to give you a lot of credit for that because that's that's when I can say okay maybe maybe I need to go get a playoff ticket or something. <laughs> I know. Right. So it, that's that's the way how it is. So with the NFL season coming um I know, I know I'm not supposed to ask y'all folks this because I know y'all got y'all podcast, but still, for old time's sake, um, who y'all got for NFC, uh, NFC championship, and AFC championship, and Super Bowl? Go ahead, Charvin. I'll let you go first. Yeah, I got – I still believe in the Rams. I still, I still believe the Rams are going to cause a problem. I, um, I think, I think it's that NFC championship championship might be between the Rams and the and the uh, and the Bucks. Um, uh, the AFC is another question, man. Um, uh, you look at you look at the when you the AFC West and you're saying to yourself, uh, put that many dangerous animals together, whoever that comes out of there. Might be uh, all blood, bloodied up, and ready, f- and you know, ready for the picking. Basically, you know. So I would say that, you know, even if let's say the Chiefs come out, out, uh, you know, do you think the Chiefs are going to be complete enough to, you know, beat a couple either really strong teams, mm-hmm. um, you know, in uh, Buffalo, Ravens. Uh, you know, so in my opinion, I I think I think silently Buffalo has done a couple of things that people are not talking about. I think we've we've spoken a lot about the uh, the problems that they have at running back. Um, I you saw a little bit of an emergence from one of their running backs in the playoffs. If you could, if he could do that in the playoffs, I think he could bring his game to the next level in um, next uh, next season. So you take that, 
and then you add a new receiving threat out of the backfield with the kid they just drafted. Um, I think Buffalo is still going to be a major issue in the NF in the AFC um, mm-hmm. for everybody. So uh, championship might be Buffalo and Kansas City, and uh, Buffalo against the Rams. All right, got you. Chris, go ahead. All right, I'll go a little different. Um, I'll mm-hmm. say, I'll say Denver over Buffalo. Wow. Yeah, oh, that's something new. Whoa. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna gamble. <laughs> <laughs> I think Russell Wilson's gonna bounce back and he's playing with a chip on his shoulder this year, getting traded away from Seattle. Um, he's got a little bit to prove, I think. Um, so I'll say Denver over Buffalo and. Mm-hmm. NFC, uh, there's like four teams that you got to choose from, I think, in the NFC. <laughs> so, I'll again, I'm going to throw a little bit of a curveball just because they are that team. So, I'll say Philly over the Rams, and then I'll say uh, I say Denver's going to beat the Eagles in the Super Bowl, and that's going to be for my uh, my cousin who just recently passed away. So I'm gonna say Denver over Philly in the Super Bowl. That's that's a that's a hell of a curveball. Yeah. <laughs> so go right ahead, Kyle. I don't want to say the usual Rams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense, but that's a hell of a curveball right there. Go right ahead, Kyle. Um for me, I I, I think it's definitely gonna be from at least from the NFC. I don't think it's uh to pick it out with Strawman, like the Rams are definitely uh gonna be something for people to deal with you know what i mean like i i don't see anyone really uh making that much of a change to their teams or this is off season that's gonna be really um in a position to um threaten what that 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 team you know has on their plate um and i would say if anything um they'll probably be <sighs> Uh, they'll probably be in the 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 championship um probably against tampa uh like i said at the end of the day uh, tampa didn't lose too much on on um when i'm saying on defense for them to you know really fall off and you know with tv you know coming back you you never know with that guy like he's he's just been doing it for so long so, uh, and I'll say I have the Rams going back, um, but from the AFC, honestly, I think it's it's going to be a crapshoot of whoever um, comes out of the AFC West. You know what I mean? Like I, I understand um, Buffalo is still um, Buffalo is still one of those teams that you know has uh, that's going to be on everybody's list of being the, the better teams from the AFC East. Um, but I, I still have question marks about um, just how their, their, their offense is going to be in regards to, you know, their running game. As I know they drafted, uh, uh, what was it, the kid from uh, Michigan State? I think it was um, Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Oh, no, no, it wasn't Kenneth Walker. They, oh. they drafted um, the, the, the guy from Georgia. They drafted a guy from Georgia, the running back from Georgia. I think it was. Yeah, forget his name. Yeah. 
Um, I forgot his name. Is, 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 and I think he's running back. Yeah, I think they drafted a guy from Georgia. He's was um, it, and he's he's related was to. It Dalvin, was that Dalvin's Cook's brother? Yes, it's Cook's brother. So, um, I said, but I to me, I still think they have questions on in that running game, and if they're they're going to be looking to have, uh, Allen be the feature guy in their running game, like I don't know how well that's going to work out for them. Again, you know what I mean, um. Mm-hmm. But yeah, for me, I think it's probably going to be one of those teams out of the AFC West, whether it be, uh, you know, the Chargers. I think the Chargers definitely have a chance. Um, the only people, the only West team I don't think is going to be in it is the Raiders. Um, but I think it could be either the Chargers, Denver, or KC. Um, it most likely. Um, I think I might agree with um, Chris and say that it most likely might be Denver. Because I, I think Russell Wilson, with that young core of uh, wide receivers that they have, is, is going to be a problem. And you know, Denver's always had the defense, so uh, I, I, I think they can um, make that. You know, say take that step this year. And I would say, yeah, I, I can see uh, Denver taking it this year over the Rams and a surpriser. That's, Damn. that's some hell of a picks. Um, okay, so the NFC, uh, if Garoppolo and Debo Samuels was to play, my pick was definitely was the 49ers against the Cowboys. Um, I just I just felt like the Cowboys was doing a thing. They should have, I don't know what the hell Dak Prescott was doing in the last play, but here and there, whatever. So Instead, instead, I'm just going to uh, – I got the Rams versus the Cowboys, and I got the Rams going. And then on the AFC side, I got the Chargers versus the Bengals. Um, I feel like the Chargers' defense is, is going to be freaking crazy. Mm-hmm. Khalil mm-hmm. Matt, J.C. Jackson, mm. Derwin James. Like you, like, you name this defense, and you're just, like, thinking, whoa – you can't forget about the office, Justin Herbert, Keelan Allen. They they got guys. They they really have guys. And I think you can't sleep on the charges. I, I already picked my I already picked the charges as the AFC West winners. And it's not and it's probably going to be a bye game or two over the Chiefs. But I I got the charges. I got the charges in the Rams in the LA showdown. And I have actually have the charges winning the Super Bowl this year. You know what, Davin? I would agree with you 100% because I really do like the Chargers this year. But how many years? We, we could go back. <laughs> I, I know. So I know, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> the, I laugh because I know what you're going to say. Man, yeah, yeah. And that's what bothers me about them. I, I think they're – I agree with everything you're saying. But then I just say, you know what? Until they get there, I don't truly believe in them. <laughs> I, I get it. I get it. But I agree. I can. I, I, I can. I can. I can agree with your uh, debate on that one. My thing is just that, like, look at this. Like, like Herbert looked like he was about to have an MVP season the first few games out of last season, correct? And then all of a sudden he just went downhill for what reason? I don't know why. But I know that defense wasn't as fantastic as it is now. You don't. You don't put all the chips on the table. For, for one of the best cornerbacks, uh, one of the top five cornerbacks in the league, 
and and Khalil Mack, which if he has something in that tank like he did uh, when he first came to Chicago, then man, oh man, that's him and Bosa, woof, that's going to be a hell of a ride for teams, for, for O-lines. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, that's the way how I see it. It's going to be, it's going to be, I think, I think either way, I think we need to prepare for a wonderful season. This is going to be one of the best seasons in the history of the NFL. Just in my opinion, just the way how the offseason took off, um, I still feel like the Jags, I don't know what the hell the Jags did in the offseason with all that money spent, but <laughs> it's still. <laughs> this is, what, what are you talking about? They got one of the best wide receivers in the NFL, and then they overpaid him. Jesus. This thing hurt. <laughs> I was like, Charmin. I hope that's a jab because, oh, my goodness. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they got to last year because last year it was an unbelievable, crazy season. Then the playoffs every week was – every game was amazing, right? Went down yeah. to the second on every one. Super Bowl was great. Then the offseason, every week it was – I think we said it earlier. This wide receiver was traded. This one back there. You know, like, I don't know how the NFL is going to top themselves because they just – every – from last year, the whole year, the playoffs, the offseason has just been ridiculous. Hey, stop all this. <laughs> and 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 you have and on top of all what you just said, there's Young and the Restless playing in the background with uh, with uh, your boy, uh, what's his name, the quarterback, former Texans quarterback. Sure, Watson, yeah. Yeah, the Sean Watson. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. So, yeah. So you have, yeah, they have. They have they give you soap opera, they give you action, <laughs> they give, <laughs> they give you everything in one in one shot, bro. The NFL is something else. They definitely definitely did gave us everything, but that's I think that's what made it so exciting because we always we always we had something to talk about for the whole offseason. It wasn't just uh this and that, and then we just and then we just done. We had something to talk about that whole offseason, which I think which I think is crazy, but hey, uh, at least at least I know Seattle's gonna. It's not. It's not gonna be a, a good team this season. And still, <laughs> thank you, Jamal Adams. Thank you. Right, thank you. For thank you. Yes, thank you, and thank you. Oh my God, Joe Douglas. What did I say? Turn that dime into a dollar. And that's that's what he did. Thank you. <laughs> I know yeah. y'all remember that conversation. Yeah, I'm, we do. Yeah, till this day, I still think I still thank him. Thank, thank God. Um, we wouldn't have gotten the picks that we got, so um, we still we you know I love I love our GM. Thank you, thank you so much. Um, <laughs> thank y'all so much, uh, Chris and Charmy, for joining for joining. Um, we hope to have y'all back very soon. This was like old times. Um, I think I I think I really had a good time. Um, shout out, shout out to our plat, shout out to our platform, and um, go right ahead. Yeah, we, uh, go ahead, Chris. Uh, um, our podcast is called uh, Lift Off a Jets Football Podcast. You can catch us on Twitter at Lift Off Jets. Uh, Charmin, you can catch him at Grown Folk 1980. Catch me at CP7 and Y. And Charmin uh, does his uh, weekly articles on uh, at playlikeajet.com. Check those out as well. Um, and we come out, you know, every week, Tuesday, Wednesday nights. So uh, just keep an eye out for us. And guys, listen, thanks for having us. You could, we are well, you know, love to come back whenever you guys want us. 
And uh, listen, man, congratulations again, 200 episodes. Um, here's to uh, 200 more, or 400 more, or 1,000. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's if we can make it, because y'all y'all going to be hitting 100 soon. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll be celebrating to that. So, like yeah, I said. Thank you. Thank you for having us, guys. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's not a problem. It. Um, we got one more. We got one more. We got one more person that's going to be joining us in the uh, in the in like twenty seconds. So give us a quick break, and we'll be right back with y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Um, I'd like to thank Sharman and Chris for uh, joining us. Um, that was very, very special. Uh, we had to do that. We had to do the reunion for the 200th episode. But now we got uh, another great friend with us and she's here with us. She's joined us plenty of times. Um, so we welcome back Krista. What's going on, Krista? How you feeling? Thank you so much for your time and for having me on today. I can't wait to uh, talk about the Jets. Yeah, no, we can't wait to talk with you about the Jets. So let's get started. Um, there was a couple of events that you uh, that you went that um, the Jets organization uh, invite you to. Um, can you tell us about your experience on those events and and um, did you have a good time? Oh, yeah, of course. So um, the first event I think you saw was um, when they actually invited uh, me and my uncle to uh, the Jets, the Jets camp. And um, it was a lot of fun to uh, see the rookies, rookies, see the whole team as a whole. It's been a while since we I really got to uh, see the team because of COVID and all that. It was mm-hmm. really and so to see them up in person it was great to see and you just feel the energy of this team it it just seems like everyone's all in on this team it's a whole different atmosphere you see the rookies are um, happy in my opinion I think the rookies are extremely happy to be Jets and it's just a whole new different atmosphere in my opinion and I know that's probably so cliche because we probably hear people say that every year, but I truly feel like there's a really different uh, energy switch with uh, Joe Douglas being in charge and how aggressive he was in uh, this draft. I think it really set a tone with this organization and just to be able to be out there to see the players and to see them up close in person after being a while since, like I mentioned before, from because of covid it was it was amazing just to experience that and um i think for me um the special moment that i had uh being at camp was the fact that i actually got to talk to woody johnson he saw how personable he was with the fans and i was joking around with him a bit because um i came in there i wore my uh, ripped jeans he joked around with me he was just like do you need a new pair of jeans? And I'm like, and I kid around with them. I like, you know, I'm like, you know, you are, um, you're starting to become, uh, starting to become a social media famous there. You might need to fund me there for a new pair of jeans. So we kind of joked around a little bit and got to take a selfie with my bestie. He knew about me because of the Braxton Barrios, that whole thing. We chatted a bit. It was a good time. And um, I'm just so blessed that the Jets, reached out to me and gave me the opportunity to go to these events because 
I would have never expected your like I would never expect them to reach out the way that they did to DM me and ask me. It was just an amazing opportunity to be able to go to those events. Flight 2022. That was an amazing event to meet Jet Nation. I got to meet people. I got to meet um it was a cool experience because not only was I able to see the premiere, but I've also was able to see part of uh Jet's Twitter and it was just really remarkable to me because you you see people and you know them by their uh, Twitter handle but to be able to meet them face to face was also a different experience so it's get so it was great to meet people face to face based off of the events that the Jets held and flight 2022 was just amazing I've honestly I can't stop watching that series since uh I went there a few weeks ago to see it in person. It was just an overall great documentary. I loved um, the draft scene, of course, and I'm sure you guys watched it as well. It's just an amazing film. And it was just an amazing job that the Jets film crew did with that. I haven't been, I haven't been able to stop watching it. It was just amazing. I loved the whole scene with Robert Sala screaming sauce you love to see the behind the scenes of how Joe Douglas was aggressive and how hard he was to uh, get these players. And it's just the type of things you love to see as a fan. Cause you see how hard they were working to get these players, what you saw firsthand, what kind of players that they value. They value guys that love football. They value guys that want to uh, win more than they lose. And, you see that they want leaders to really help this team. And it's just really awesome to see the behind the scenes of all that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And it's just, you know, I, I feel like it's a, it's a better and um, not just better, but more motivation out of this <laughs> team that wants to play for the Jets. And I think we starting to really see that. Um, go right ahead, Kyle. Yeah. I, I, I just want to piggyback on um that a little bit in terms of talking about the, you know, the flight, um, uh, 2022, you know, it says I watched it and I think one of the, the biggest, um, moments that people I think, uh, I talked about was the, the, um, pick leading up to drafting Jermaine Johnson. And they, mm -hmm. they showed, you know, the, all of the, the calls that JD was on to, you know, to try and trade up, you know, so that uh, they can make that pick. And, you know, when he, when he finally got someone to bite the, the excitement that was in the room, you know, and like I said, I just think that's cool, you know, that they were able to, to capture that because it also gives a general sense of just everyone's word behind it. Because, you know, there was a big thing about um, JJ saying, you know, if I'm there, come get me. And just to show you the character of, you know, who JD is, you know, doing just that and showing all the effort that he did, it just gives you, to me, a new sense of, um, I should say, ex, 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 a new expectation of what this team can be because you're seeing, um, you're seeing people that are willing to put forth effort for each other to make this thing work. So I definitely think, you know, that was a great thing. So I would say with that being said, what was, is there any particular part that stood out for you in terms of watching or, you know, being able to view that series? 
I think for me, I think you said it the best with uh, Jermaine Johnson. That was definitely one of my favorite parts. I love when uh, Woody Johnson added sayings like, let's go do this. He said something along those lines of uh, going to get a Jermaine Johnson. And um, just the fact that the t- that the whole group as a whole was all in with all these players, you could see that they highly valued the players that they got. You saw how excited they were. You saw how uh, Joe Douglas was running the phones. Honestly, that was one of my favorite lines to actually see a GM running the phones, knowing what, knowing what he wanted, being aggressive. It, for me, that actually gave me more hope as a fan because we've seen a lot of GMs that, I hate to say it, were not as aggressive to get the guys that they wanted or they fell short or they traded down or they're not quite sure of uh, what they were doing. But I think Joe Douglas with that film, showing how aggressive he is, being confident of the type of players that he wanted, you saw him working the phones. That Honestly, for me, seeing that scene, that stood out to me because right there it gave me hope that we legit have a GM, in my opinion, because years prior we had the John Isaacs, we had the Mike McCagnans, and we had the Tannenbaums that were either A, blowing picks, or uh, not quite sure of themselves what they were doing, and possibly they might have been underqualified for the jobs, previous GM that we had, but Joe Douglas... I think that scene as a fan that had to give you hope that you saw him working the phones and uh, getting the players. In my opinion, he got, they even said the Jets got their um, three of the top players that they had in the top 10 that they had on the board with Jermaine Johnson, Garrett Wilson, and um, Sauce Gardner. I think that says a lot about uh, Joe Douglas willing to do everything he can to make this team better. Right, I definitely agree with you on that one. And um, and so so speaking of that, um, what what would you what, what was not even an expectation, but in your opinion, because I asked Sharman and Chris the same thing. What is your what in your opinion? What would you like to see as in um the offense and defense for this season as in um expectations? It doesn't have to be a win and loss, but if it but if you want, you can you can answer as win and loss as well. I think for me, I just want to play uh, meaningful games up in December, hopefully. I just want us to be uh, competitive. I don't want to be near a Halloween and we're already out of the playoff picture. I'm not saying this team is uh, going to definitely make the playoffs because I know how tough the AFC is, and I'm just trying to be realistic. Please don't uh, <laughs> criticize me because I know the AFC East as a whole is a whole lot better just seeing how uh, those teams improve. But I just want to see the Jets being competitive, play all four, um, play all four quarters. And um, I want to see them uh, not get blown out in the second half. I want to see Zach Wilson. I think for me, I think for everyone, you want to see Zach Wilson uh, just improve. And uh, you saw a little bit of how he was getting more confident and more better towards the second half. I want to see Zach Wilson continue on getting better. I want to see this offense get better because I know that uh, he did a really good job improving the tight end room. He got CJ Azama. He got uh, Tyler Conklin. And um, they're going to do really good things with the tight end group. 
And I know the receivers, we got Garrett Wilson. We have uh, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis. We have Braxton Berrios. And we have a lot of potential with this offense. And we also did a lot with the offensive line. There's really no excuses really for Zach Wilson to really fail. It's all up to him to uh, put the pieces together and to make it work. Because I really believe that Joe Douglas has done a remarkable job uh, rebuilding this team taking on the fact that uh, he pretty much had to start from scratch from uh, previous GMs. And I think he did a really good job rebuilding the offense, the defense with the time that he did. And um, I just want to see this team be competitive. I think for me, I don't want to see it. Like I mentioned before, I don't want to be blown out. If it's, if we're getting blown out or if, we're coming out unprepared during the second quarter or Zach Wilson uh, regresses. I think that's a terrible sign in my opinion. I just want to see this team uh, continue to improve. There's a, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of talent there, but I just want to see us play meaningful games. I'm just really tired of being wiped out in October and having beat reporters talking about what draft pick are we picking in the top five? We need to mm. do way better than that. And I believe the Jets have the pieces to do that. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. That, that was a great answer is that you tired of the beat writers writing and <laughs> yes. talk about what draft pick we should get because that's has been the case for maybe the last five five years i don't think it's 10 but maybe the last five close close to like maybe five to seven to eight years yeah it's been really sad it has to be at least since uh that one good i feel like it's since that one good year that ryan fitzpatrick produced and then after that it kind of um unfortunately went a little bit downhill since there right and i definitely agree with you go right ahead kyle um, I would say, I guess, sticking with some of the, um, I guess, expectations, um, I'll, I'll ask you, um, you can have a little bit of bias, but an, an unbiased <laughs> opinion would obviously be appreciated. Um, what, it, what is your, um, I said, expectations of what you think you're going to see out of um, Braxton this year? You know, and, you know, he signed the, the contract or whatever, because of based on, you know, how he was able to um, produce for the team last year. So mm -hmm. I'll ask you, like, what do you think your expectations of his role is going to be for this year? I know the Jets, it, I know it's going to be a lot harder to probably get as much of a role as he did last year, simply because um, you have Garrett Wilson, you have a healthy Elijah Moore, you have Corey Davis, but I still think there is room for Braxton Barrios to get playing time because last year I truly believe he was one of the best players on the team last year. And I'm not just saying that because I tweeted at him for 78 days straight, banging the Jets <laughs> to bring him back. I truly believe he could have made the Pro Bowl last year. And I know a lot of fans have uh, kind of gave me grief for that, saying he's just an average player. But I do not see an average player. I see someone that works hard. He improved year by year. I know he was cut by the New England Patriots. That was their loss. Truly believe that. We picked him up, and I believe he has the potential to uh, make the Pro Bowl this year as a special teams player. I think he's going to do big things for us on special teams. He's going to run some balls back for uh, touchdowns. He's definitely going to continue. I think that 
I really think LaFleur is going to have a hard time not incorporating them into his offense because I think Barrios is that good. I think last year you saw what the offense did when uh, Braxton Barrios unfortunately suffered that injury. The offense took a step back. And I know we have a lot of playmakers. And I know I don't want to keep – I'm not saying that Elijah Moore or uh, or we have to bench uh, Garrett Wilson. That's not what I'm going with that. I'm just saying that Braxton Barrios is definitely – you got to put give him some playing time, definitely in the slot. I definitely think that LaFleur is going to find a way to get him on the field, and uh, he's going to do big things and uh, help Zach Wilson because last year – they really developed good chemistry, and uh, I believe that he'd be good to um, not only for special teams, but also uh, help on offense as well. All right, and that that right there is a great explanation of how you can see uh, Barrios. Barrios can still be in that offense regardless of, mm-hmm. you know, dumb drafting Wilson and a healthy Corey Davis. Davis and a healthy Elijah Moore, I think they, they is going to find some way to get Barrios the ball, whether it's an option or, mm-hmm. you know, him playing the slot or anything like that. So, you know, that is a great take. Um, I would ask you the same thing like I asked Simon and Chris earlier. Um, Vegas got Jets uh, five wins um, over or under and why? Oh, man, Vegas. Why are you disrespecting us like that? I know that <laughs> it's tough. Five wins? We're going to beat the Dolphins simply because I want to put Tyree Kill on his fucking butt. Oh, sorry, I cursed. Nah, you, you got it. <laughs> you, you can curse. Go right ahead. <laughs> Tyree Kill. That man makes me want to curse after the comment about who the Jets. I just want to put that man on his butt. I want Jordan Whitehead to uh, clip this man and put him on his butt. So we're we're gonna swipe the we're gonna swipe Miami. I'm sorry, Tyree Kill can talk all he wants about Tua being this great quarterback. He can have this honeymoon with them, but he's gonna soon realize that this is not Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna we're gonna sweep the Miami Dolphins, and um, I definitely think we're gonna win uh, more than five. I know the AFC, it, like I mentioned, is rough, and uh, Buffalo is gonna be tough. I think mean, I know uh, the Patriots are probably going to be rough as well, but I definitely believe that uh, we can win more than five. This is a improved. This is a way improved team, and um, I just think we got better as offense, defense, and on uh, special teams. I think some teams might take us lightly, but I think Zach Wilson is going to. Um, I think Zach Wilson's going to take a step up and we're probably going to win those games that people don't expect us to win. And uh, we might lose those games that uh, we don't expect, but I definitely see this team as better at, than uh, five wins. So sorry, Las Vegas. <laughs> Go right ahead, Kyle. Um, I guess, you know, you spoke of some surprises. Um, and I think we spoke about this with um, Charmin and Chris uh, in terms of, do you have any uh, surprise teams that you're looking at this year that um, they either may uh, be better than what people might expect or not as good as what people expect? Um, for me, I'm kind of interested to see um, how the Jets play against um, the Baltimore Ravens. That's one team that I'm kind of interested to see how we do, um, simply because I know that uh, – Joe, I know Joe Douglas in a previous note 
learned how to uh, build a team through uh, Ozzy Newman and um, Ozzy Newsom. I'm sorry. And um, that I just want to see that's one team in particular because I want to see how the Jets um, perform. I think that will. I think seeing how the Jets play against them is going to set the tone of what team we tr- what team we truly are. I think that's a great stepping stone because we're essentially the Jets are trying to be the Baltimore Ravens. They're modeling their drafting their drafting strategy through them. So I'm kind of interested to see how uh, that plays out and the whole thing with the Cleveland Browns with. Um, Deshaun Watson and how they're saying that he's going to be suspended for the year. I don't think Jacoby Brissett is that good of a starting quarterback. I think he's just a um, decent backup quarterback. I definitely think it's possible the Jets might be able to sneak a win there. And it's just simply because um, I don't think Joe Kobe Brissett is that good. And I think the Jets have the potential to get a W there. I know the Cleveland Browns have a talented defense, have a pretty good offense as well, but I think it's possible the Jets can get a win there. It's just really tough because we play that whole division one, two, three, four. It's just like, wow, really? But wow. We've, so, um, we beat the Bengals last year. So that's definitely going to be a rough one. And um, I think for me, I, I'm the, I'm interested to see how the Jets perform um, week one, because I think that's going to tell a lot of what this team is and what the potential of this team moving forward would be. Yeah, I definitely agree with you on that one. And um, my la- I know my last question is um, training camp starts for the rookies <laughs> July 19th. And I think for the veterans, it starts July 26th. Uh, do you are you are you going to uh, participate in that? I will do my best to uh, go to training camp as as often as I can. I know work might be a little bit tough, but I will definitely um, make it out to all the weekends ones, whatever weekend ones they have available. If I can get vacation days, I'll definitely be there at uh, Florham Park supporting our Jets because I definitely have to see how Sauce Gardner is because that was the guy that I wanted since day one. I, I wanted Sauce Gardner. I was so happy when we drafted him. And I just want to see how he does on our defense because I've been campaigning for that number one cornerback. I know a lot of people say Salah runs his zone type defense, but I think when you can get that number one cornerback, such as Sauce Gardner, we saw how Revis transformed the whole entire defense. And I'm not saying that Sauce Gardner is Darrell Revis because that's a high bar to set for any young quarterback. Uh, cornerback cornerback ah sorry (laughs) cornerback sorry but I really feel that Sauce Gardner has potential to really really transform our defense and really bring something out with this defense and I'm just excited to also see a healthy Carl Lawson Jermaine Johnson that whole defensive line because last year I, we were all excited about Carl Lawson, and it was just really unfortunate that his injury kept him out of last year, unfortunately. But I think having a healthy Carl Lawson and just this defensive line in general, I really think we have some key players in defensive line that we have that can finally get to the quarterback in the AFC. I'm really excited to uh, see the Carl Lawson and um, – 
how they're able to get to the quarterback and just just this whole uh, rookie class in general. I know uh, that's so cliche, but I feel like Joe Douglas has really hit hit it out of the park with uh, all the weapons that he got for Zach Wilson with Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, that whole running back room with Michael Carter because Michael Carter has done some great things last year. I think um, just seeing all those weapons uh, go together with Zach Wilson, it's going to be a very fun training camp to watch. Right, and I definitely agree with you on that one. You got any more questions, Kyle? No, that that was it for me. All right. Um, Thank you so much for joining. Sorry about that. Thank you so much for joining us on the 200 episode, Krista. Um, If you want, you you can take the floor, um, let them know your Twitter and everything else, but they can find you. Thank you so much for your time and thank you so much for the opportunity. I apologize for the mix up for saying cornerbacks and quarterbacks, I promise. (laughs) It's all right. Football stuff. I know what a cornerback is and what a quarterback is, so I do apologize. Thank you guys so much for the opportunity. Feel free to uh, find me on Twitter. My Twitter is that's so Krista underscore. I talk a lot about Jets football and uh, go Jets. Yeah, and um, we that's it for the episode. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Jets Fans Podcast. And again, um, for Jets Fans only, if y'all want to uh, talk Jets football or you want to find us, uh, face our Facebook group is NY Jets Fans. We just reached over 500 members. Very excited for that. Um, we do this for y'all every week. And and until another, we do maybe going to do another 100, 200 episodes, Kyle. And so, and so until next week, we take taking flight.